Welcome to the Future Tech edition of the Finding Genius podcast. Forget frequently asked questions, forget common sense, common knowledge, or Googling for information. How about advice from a genius in their field instead? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do, but only 0.1% are the geniuses of their profession. Richard has made it his life's mission to interview the geniuses of their fields in areas such as AI, 3D printing, quantum computing, blockchain and Bitcoin, and more. Don't miss out on amazing podcasts with geniuses. Review us on iTunes or wherever you listen and go to futuretech.findinggeniuspodcast.com and subscribe today. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius podcast. Uh, this is the Future Tech edition. I have uh, Professor Adrian Bijan. He's a distinguished professor at Duke University. We're going to be talking about uh, his new book, Freedom and Evolution, Hierarchy in Nature, Society and Science. Adrian, thanks for coming back. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I'm happy to be back. Thank you. Good, good. Tell me about uh, your new book. What's uh, the premise of it? Well, the new book is, in fact, uh, the aha that... Um, Lots of people talk about uh, evolution, almost exclusively evolution in uh, biology. And um, I asked myself, uh, uh, why is evolution possible? And uh, the answer coming from uh, engineering is that evolution is possible because uh, change is possible. Things that move, things that you see, every, you see them everywhere, they not only move, but they morph. They uh, change their configuration. And uh, that's happening uh, consistently, the change that is in a discern discernible direction in time. Uh, it is uh, configuration after configuration that allows the flowing to proceed uh, more easily. In um, Now, in technology evolution, uh, we call that... Uh, evolution toward uh, you know greater efficiency or uh, or uh, uh, greater economy or uh, well, all the way to lower cost uh, in the case of uh, human life itself uh, toward um, easier life uh, safer life uh, longer life and uh, you know greater health all these good things have to do with uh, changes that are possible physically possible uh, strictly because these things that uh, move uh, have freedom to change. Uh, I know that really well because uh, the opposite is uh, even more obvious. If there's uh, no freedom to change, uh, there is no change. Therefore, there is no evolution. There is no march toward uh, better and better things. Uh, the history of the world is full of those things. Uh, also, there do, you, is, um, yeah? do you believe that um, evolution can only come from life or from non-life as well? No, no, quite. The, that's That was the introduction. Evolution is a universal phenomenon. We see this uh, in uh, in uh, the map uh, the map uh, of the uh, Mississippi River Basin. Uh, the, uh, the channels, the river channels are not, uh, you know, chiseled in, uh, in stone. They constantly adjust and readjust themselves. In fact, uh, um, there are, uh, you know, marks on the ground. Uh, the old uh, riverbed is dry now. Uh, that is because uh, 300 years ago, the river was flowing there. But in the meantime, 
it has uh, migrated. In fact, the rivers um, uh, on the surface of the earth flow, uh, wiggling and meandering and jiggling and flowing better and better, the same way as the rivulets uh, of rain on the windshield of the car or on the window uh, of your kitchen. That is the uh, the movement of everything that flows. Uh, look at, uh, again, everything. Everything is that way. Um, the footpaths of uh, people, the uh, streets of people in the city, the uh, the uh, the uh, the conga lines of animals through the through the thick jungle, all these things. Uh, yes, they are in plain view, but they are not chiseled in stone. They are constantly um, uh, readjusted by the flow that proceeds through them, and so. Uh, the readjustment, which is the change after change after change, is called evolution. And it is possible because the, uh, the mover has complete freedom to step right or step left or go back one step and two forward or, and even jump. All these things uh, indicate freedom. Again, in, in engineering, uh, these are no mysteries. We call them uh, degrees of freedom. And in fact, we know uh, well, especially if you take my course, <laughs> you should know that uh, that if you endow a, um, a uh, an engineering installation or a device with greater and greater freedom, then you are more likely to uh, uh, perfect that uh, flow architecture to uh, to uh, perform uh, better uh, for the intended purpose. Um, Adrian, what um, what is the driving force behind rivers and flow of blood, movement of animals, things like that. It, it looks like when I look around, I see that trees, you know, have a fractal shape like our lungs, like rivers, et cetera. It seems to be underlying mathematics or, or forces that uh, are making yeah. things look similar. I'll explain. Um, the, uh, the driving force is power. Power is what pushes all these uh, things to flow or to move, power. The um, in the case of uh, of uh, the river basin, the uh, the power, the energy comes from uh, the potential energy of the rainwater in the hills. This uh, water from high uh, has to flow low, which is on the plain, and eventually into the sea. So the driver is power. Power also drives the animal movement. It comes from the energy embodied, it's called useful energy embodied in the food. And um, the animal is a uh, energy converter through metabolism. Uh, the animal makes uh, mechanical power out of uh, the ingested food. And that power, just like in a river basin, is dissipated completely through the movement. The movement, uh, is a dissipative uh, process, a process that destroys power because the ambient uh, uh, constantly uh, opposes the movement. Uh, anything that moves has to overcome a resistance or a drag force. Uh, you look at uh, you know, the cars that, in a NASCAR race, they, uh, they uh, constantly battle the wind that hits them from the, from the front. Uh, that's the way it is. The environment, by the way, uh, is uh, not moving uh, out of the way unless you, the mover, push it. And, um, and you see, uh, for this reason, movement, which really means life, is by definition impactful. It has impact on the environment. 
no impact, no movement, no, no impact, no life. So that's the uh, the, uh, the 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 simple um, um, universal image that emerges, and in it, yes, uh, uh, biological systems uh, occupy a position, uh, but uh, bio biological systems are uh, a novelty in comparison with other things on the planet, uh, such as the rivers and the winds, and they're all, in fact. Uh, uh, doing uh, evolving the same way. I'm, I'm, I'll get to the evolution in a second. Right now, I was talking about uh, what pushes these things to move. In any case, they move on, based on the same physics, which is the physics of power. Now, the second part of my answer to you is that because the movement is happening in the presence of uh, uh, untold freedom to morph, to uh, adjust the configuration, the path, or the rhythm, then because of that, nature also exhibits a universal tendency for this architecture to, to change, to evolve toward providing greater and greater access. This is uh, the topic that you and I discussed previously, which is that uh, the second tendency is called the constructor law, which states what I just said, which is that anything that's a finite size and uh, flowing uh, has a natural uh, in order to persist in time that is uh, to be uh, to stick around to be observed and discussed um, it uh, must evolve such that it uh, has uh, such that it offers greater and greater access to its currents now uh, you brought up uh, evolution in biology i will tell you what evolution really means uh, coming from latin Evolution comes from the verb evolvo, evolvere, which means to roll out, to roll forward. Um, this, uh, this verb is, uh, uh, brings to mind the image of uh, childbirth. And uh, yes, everything that uh, uh, she uh, gives birth to is called, meaning the she is nature. Nature is natura in Latin, uh, this personification of the uh, the origin of everything that is. Now, everything that is, uh, the Greek version of that is physis, which, uh, from which the word physics in, um, in science in the 1800s. So, uh, so physics or nature uh, is uh, evolution itself. And it is uh, this particular everything, this science of physics uh, uh, covers everything. Uh, it's a huge tent under which fits biological evolution, technological evolution, societal evolution, uh, sports evolution, uh, language evolution, writing, all these things that, uh, that we people have uh, made the sciences out of and uh, put to very, very good use. Absolutely everything, rule so of evolution. So what, what is new in this, uh, in the new book of yours? What, what yeah. new realizations have you had? Right. What is new is that uh, if one uh, understands uh, that uh, freedom has uh, uh, this, uh, let's call it, uh, primordial uh, position in physics, then uh, from it, meaning freedom, uh, then makes possible the phenomenon of the evolution. And uh, from this uh, aha uh, occur uh, all sorts of uh, predictions, predictions that are... Um, supported mightily by observations everywhere. Uh, one prediction is that when these flow architectures are um, 
happening on uh, on a surface such as the surface of earth then uh, the uh, the uh, architecture that emerges through evolution must be hierarchical so hierarchy is a uh, is uh, a descriptive term for the uh, for the uh, for the drawing for the uh, this uh, evolutionary design and that uh, that word really speaks of uh, the fact that uh, that uh, in the picture in the picture in the photograph what you see is a the coexistence or the uh, cohabitating of few large with many small the same rainwater flows peacefully through uh, many tiny rivulets along with uh, very few big uh, uh, tributaries and then one big mississippi the big the big channel is not uh, uh, exploiting the uh, the very many in fact uh, the big channel is draining the the very many and allowing them to continue to exist in a steady state uh, at the other end the uh, the uh, the tiny uh, the tiny um, uh, channels are not uh, being exploited uh, as i just said from that point from their point of view the uh, uh, their own existence uh, is for themselves uh, in the same way that the steady state existence of the big channel is for itself so hierarchy or harmony if you want or stasis uh, is a characteristic of these uh, of these naturally occurring uh, multi-scale uh, complex flow architectures that uh, in the, most people are actually uh, um, tempted to call them uh, 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 unequal distribution of things you see so where are the uh, where are the rules kept that govern uh, the movement of rivers and things like that well, the, there, is, exist. there is no rule uh, there is no rule uh, if you are looking for a mathematical formula uh, yes uh, those things exist There's quite a few of them are in my book but uh, uh, there is uh, one such uh, mathematical description for each uh, for each case river basins here or uh, animal movement here or the movement of aircraft on the surface of the globe over here uh, what um, what um, if, I wouldn't use the word rule, but uh, a result that uh, happens that occurs uh, constantly or everywhere is that hierarchy is predictable. Hierarchy is nature itself. That means hierarchy is uh, unstoppable. One cannot efface hierarchy. If one tries to, uh, because again, I, I said hierarchy is natural. If one tries to, uh, to defeat nature, one is defeated by nature. This is the, the lesson that's worth uh, teaching uh, coming from physics. It's like the effect of gravity. Well, uh, if you jump off the balcony, then you suffer. Uh, physics tell, teaches you how hard the, you'll, you'll hit the, uh, the ground with uh, if you jump off the balcony, okay? Uh, that's a very crude example of uh, the same class so uh, the the uh, the result is universal it is this that the uh, hierarchy is natural it is uh, unavoidable and um, and this is good to know in uh, in life in a, well, okay the reason why people like science the reason why people cannot have enough uh, of science 
is that with science, people can uh, predict uh, for themselves better and better uh, how to how to live tomorrow in a way that's better for them. So that means two things. It means that uh, with science, an individual knows uh, better what to do. And at the same time, the same individual with the same science knows better what not to do. And so in this particular case, our discussion of uh, hierarchy, also known as inequality, one should know that uh, <laughs> one should know not to try to el eliminate inequality because that attempt would be um, futile. Uh, it would be in fact uh, quite dangerous uh, for the person who tries, but also for everybody else. And we That's saw interesting. That, so you, you yeah. say it's, it's futile to eliminate inequality, but in what kind of systems? In, in any system or should you it's, just let natural everywhere. forces take over? Everywhere. You see this, uh, okay, in the geophysical systems, if one tries to, uh, uh, to create uh, uh, mass flow rates, meaning water flow rates in, uh, in the channels that uh, before human intervention uh, did not have a, a lot of flow, um, then uh, one has to uh, uh, constantly uh, dig and clean and maintain these artificial channels. During the construction of canals in uh, human history, uh, this is what the people have, have achieved. They, they put uh, channels or they enlarge channels where uh, channels were not uh, big uh, naturally. And okay, um, that is a good uh, way of uh, spreading the water flow more uniformly on uh, the surface of the earth as during the uh, engineering of irrigation systems. However, these, uh, these flow architectures do not stay in place naturally unless they are maintained. If they are not maintained, then uh, nature uh, runs its course and uh, continues or returns to distributing the flow of water uh, unequally on the surface of the earth. Uh, it does so uh, uh, without noticing, or in some cases, in many cases, it does so uh, cataclysmically. Uh, when people uh, build levees or uh, locks or things like that that are uh, not uh, maintained, then the river uh, immensity, the whole river basin, uh, revolts itself against the obstruction, uh, against the strangulation, and pushes the triangulation out of the way. We saw this uh, during the Katrina uh, uh, hurricane at uh, New Orleans. Those are levees that were not maintained. Uh, the, uh, so uh, yes, uh, doing the unnatural uh, is uh, costly. And by definition, short-lived, short-lived. Um, the natural design is the, uh, the long-term solution to, uh, to all the things that you see uh, on earth today, but also what you see in the books of history. And yes, if you know physics, you can be sure that it is the uh, answer to predicting what will be everywhere in the future. Hierarchy. So how, do, how do you know? How do you know when to intervene in a system and when not? And I I will uh, give you an example. I I, I know you are heading in the direction of uh, human society, uh, where uh, there are quite a few interventions, uh, all um, aimed at um, mitigating the uh, the uh, the gap between the uh, 
the uh, the wealthy and the not wealthy were the uh, the ones with access and those with uh, not so much access and um, and uh, these uh, acts of uh, intervention uh, by the way most of them there are so many and most of them go unnoticed they have to do with uh, with uh, the attitude of being human uh, big gestures are called philanthropy but uh, i'm telling you most of them go unnoticed especially in America, they happen all the time on every city block or on every street. Acts of, uh, of concern for, uh, for the neighbor, for fellow man. The reason that is natural, um, going back to, uh, to the early recorded days of uh, human society, is that uh, society is, uh, is, a, is a large living organism. It's not about the, individ the individual in the society, it's about the society itself. And the society, obviously every individual, wants to live more and more easily, and also wants to live more and more safely. Well, safety, safety requires that uh, this uh, large uh, living system, the society, does not end up uh, exploding or breaking apart through uh, uh, murderous violence. How is that possible? Well, you can read the history beginning with antiquity. Uh, uh, people, meaning our ancestors, have uh, discovered that, uh, uh, okay, caring for the fellow man is, uh, is good for the individual who does the caring. And so uh, the, uh, this attitude which uh, in... Uh, in Western society we take for granted is in fact uh, very old and very useful. And in the book I show that it has, it has, had, it has had the effect of uh, reducing inequality, again, quietly, uh, reducing in inequality uh, to a, a significant, impressive level in comparison with uh, uh, the same, uh, okay, living system having done absolutely nothing uh, for the purpose of uh, reducing inequality. In, in the book, I compare uh, a uh, society uh, with, uh, with, uh, which has this, uh, this uh, uh, you know, uh, let's call it the egotistical uh, attitude of the individual, which leads to the uh, seemingly altruistic behavior of the group. I compare that with, the, uh, with a, an analogous flow system that does not have people on it, namely a river basin. And I show that the inequality uh, uh, gap in the river basin is enormous in comparison with that in, the, um, in, the, uh, uh, in human society. And this comparison teaches what, what, that- What would be the inequality in, in a river basin, for instance? What would that look like? It's so it's so uh, drastic that I, can, I did not even calculate it. Uh, I have a drawing that shows it. Uh, inequality in society is expressed in uh, in uh, uh, many ways. Uh, some uh, quite uh, famous. Uh, one of the famous ways is to uh, to uh, recognize uh, that uh, in a um, old, uh, meaning highly developed society. Um, 20% uh, of the population uh, uh, owns 80% uh, of the uh, uh, wealth of the society. So this sort of, uh, let's call it uh, asymmetry, if you want, is not that half of the population owns half of the wealth. It is 80-20, uh, or 
that is in human society. In uh, in the case of the river basin, uh, you asked me a question that uh, I did not ask myself, uh, but I can look in the, in the book at the drawing that uh, that would answer this. The um, the so-called uh, ratios, uh, uh, the ratio would be much, much uh, steeper. I don't know, 1% versus 99% in that so range. It's just the, the flow rate of it, the, uh, of yeah, the in, I mean. Correct, yeah. Well, uh, life is movement. So yes, in, uh, in, um, in the case of a river basin, uh, the, um, the so-called wealth uh, is the, uh, the mass flow rate of uh, water through the channel. So yes, the river basin is basically the entire area is dominated by <laughs> poor uh, river channels. Um, not so in human society. Uh, by the way, uh, the equivalence in human society is this movement in uh, in uh, a society, the uh, meaning the rate at which the society burns fuel in order to uh, uh, maintain the movement or life. That rate is proportional to the gross domestic product of that society. So these are annual measures, one of fuel versus uh, wealth, and they are proportional, meaning that uh, wealth is uh, the economists' name for uh, what the physicists and engineers call uh, uh, fuel consumption. Yeah. Uh, yes. Tell uh, everybody. So in, um, yeah? in living systems, you know, there's mind, there's intent behind what goes on, even though we all follow the laws of physics. But in non-living systems, why would similar um, systems emerge? Is it an emergent property of the universe or what, you know? Well, the law of physics that I uh, stated in the beginning is uh, is the law of physics. It's not, uh, doesn't care about uh, uh, humans, uh, dogs, uh, or uh, trees in the yard, and then uh, rivers uh, in, the, in, the, in the back of the yard. Uh, law of physics, like gravity, where like uh, everything flows from high to low, uh, which is called the second law. Uh, a law of physics is non-denominational. It's about everything. Uh, everything in, in, uh, in, uh, in the universe, yes, um, uh, obeys that because everything obeys the law. This is why it is called law. Uh, I, uh, I don't know is why. It, is it an emergent property? Like, How could it be an emergent property of just atoms and molecules and things like that? How could all this come from that? What is the emerging property in your uh, sentence? That that uh, you can have a system such as uh, you know someone's uh, blood vessels, and they'll take a certain form and shape, and you know same thing as a river basin. Okay, okay, a okay. tree. Like, I how can we get those emergent properties? Okay, 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 okay. Fine. I, you're describing a drawing. I would call those things features, features or aspects. Uh, okay, fine. Um, the reason, again, there's this tendency for anything that um, flows to evolve with freedom to provide greater access. That is, that is the law of physics. If you invoke this law of physics, then you discover, as I do in, uh, in the chapter two of the book, a chapter called Economies of Scale, you discover that, um, <clears throat> that uh, joining, meaning uh, having two entities that flow together, those two entities together spend uh, uh, less uh, power, less power to move, 
then those two entities uh, moving separately, individually. You know this uh, yourself uh, when you try to get out of a crowded stadium. Um, it's easier if you walk right behind the, the person in front of you. In other words, you that way you create your own conga line uh, in comparison with uh, you elbowing your way through the crowd and the person uh, next to you doing, doing the same thing. So uh, joining is, um, is, um, is uh, this uh, phenomenon of economies of scale. It's uh, easy, it's of course more economical, therefore to uh, transport uh, many units of the same kind uh, in bulk, as opposed to transporting them individually by hand. That's economies of scale. Um, what about uh, hierarchies? Hierarchies are they an emergent property of nature? You know, how do they relate to? I'm I'm, I'm getting to that. flow systems. I, okay. I'm getting to that. So now, if you have uh, tiny rivulets or tiny capillary cap, blood capillaries in the uh, vascularized tissue, then these uh, these uh, small channels uh, naturally end up uh, coalescing into bigger channels in order to provide greater access to their currents. And that uh, coalescing is, uh, is the phenomenon of um, economies of scale, except that the beauty of uh, my example is that I can make a drawing of it. Uh, in economics, economies of scale is uh, reported to you empirically as an observation uh, with, uh, with numbers, meaning uh, here's the cost, how the cost of uh, transporting say, uh, uh, U.S. mail goes down if we use a bigger vehicle. That's economies of scale in numbers. I'm actually showing you a drawing. I'm showing you a drawing that, uh, yes, uh, things uh, are uh, more economical uh, uh, if they join as opposed to uh, uh, going uh, uh, individually on, on their own. Um, and so you see, uh, uh, social organization uh, is. Uh, another manifestation of this uh, physics tendency that comes from uh, evolution because of freedom, social organization, the, uh, the, uh, the joining, the organizing. The organizing uh, is the observed uh, architecture that morphs, but <laughs> the, the, the mother of that is the, uh, the, the nature of every single individual of wanting to move uh, more and more easily, uh, uh, you know, spending uh, less fuel, spending, using least, less uh, food per unit of, uh, of uh, movement. That's the, uh, the uh, again, this is how concepts that some would regard as intangible, uh, you know, organization, or, yeah, how they, uh, they find their, uh, their, uh, explanation if you want or prediction in physics this is so where the finance the where, fun are your, is, where are your theories taking you you think what's uh, what new insights are creeping into your mind uh, well uh, right now uh, obviously i'm a professor i'm quite uh, uh, qu quite happy with uh, the kind of discussion i'm having with you i'm having this uh, discussion with every time i lecture i just lectured one hour ago and um, i um, for me, it's a great, uh, great uh, moment uh, on, uh, being on stage. The students here at Duke University are uh, very bright, and um, and they uh, have the tendency to uh, 
question whether here, which is of course key to uh, their own uh, their own evolution as uh, as thinkers, um, and uh, the uh, I'm answering your question. Uh, the the thing that uh, uh, intrigues me now, in, in view of uh, what I've learned in writing Freedom and Evolution, is uh, the evolution of uh, not only society but the evolution of science. Why uh, science is hierarchical? Uh, not all the ideas are important, or not not all ideas are equally important. Uh, not uh, all authors are equally worth listening to. Uh, uh, not uh, meaning universities are not all equal, uh, which is why, which is to predict university rankings. Uh, all these, and by the way, and these are useful things to uh, to understand and predict from physics because uh, uh, they lead to uh, becoming a great uh, message uh, to those uh, university administrators who would like to improve the university, who would like to, yes, increase freedom on campus, who would like to increase the ranking of the university, um, improve uh, these people's uh, knowledge with, uh, with, uh, with knowing uh, what to do and what not to do. So that's what uh, animates me uh, right now, today. Uh, I cannot tell you more because I have not uh, written it and even less uh, published it, but in any case, <laughs> You have no idea. You have no idea what animal jumps out of the bush if you uh, uh, carry with you the right uh, rifle. In this case, the rifle is physics, and in the rifle are these two bullets: freedom, therefore evolution. Yeah. Very good, Adrian. What's the best way for people to find out more about you and get your books? Uh, they're available on Amazon, Kindle, and everywhere. The, yeah, the best place is on Amazon. Uh, you can uh, type my name, or much better known is uh, the title. Uh, <laughs> much better known than than the two words of my name are the words "freedom" and "evolution." Um, yes. Okay, that's a simple way to search. And uh, you, Great. the listener, you, the listener, if you uh, like it, and especially if you have questions. Feel free to comment on uh, on this book, and also feel free to write to me. Well, very good, Adrian. Thanks for coming back. I appreciate it, and uh, you know, thank you for being here. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. All the best. You've been listening to the Future Tech Edition of the Finding Genius Podcast. This podcast is information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed. Review us on iTunes or wherever you listen and subscribe today by going to futuretech.findinggeniuspodcast.com.